ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Monster Eat the Pilot podcast, podcast hosted by me, Brandon. It is Wednesday, so we are going over the Springsteen song of the week. We are going over some other random ramblings. Don't have a whole lot planned today, so it might be a pretty short episode. You never know. I say that, and sometimes we end up going about 55 minutes, so we'll figure it out. Uh, opening song today is Avail. Some good kids from Virginia. Well, kids, I mean, they're way older than me. That was from, I was like, that song's from, like, 97. Avails, um, simple song from 4 a.m. Friday, which I think was, like, 94 or something. Yeah, maybe 97. Let me check. I have the info here. 1996. Great band, Avail. Uh, Tim Berry, couple of Virginia boys right there in that same vein of, like, uh, Hot Water Music, which I've been listening to a lot, which, uh, once again, apologies to Jason Knight. I called him, well, not Jason Knight, Jason Black. Jesus Christ, I don't know why I can't say his name. I've, I was wrong, like, two weeks ago. Then I, you know, apologized because I got his name wrong. Then I just fucked it up again. I called him Chris Knight. He's not from the fucking Brady Bunch, you know? That's one of the guys from the Brady Bunch is Chris Knight. This is Jason Black. What the f- I don't understand. I'm not sure why I can't get his name right, and I- I think he's like one of my favorite bases of all time. I said I said he's like top five, and I don't even know his goddamn name apparently. Ah, uh, whatever. Apologies to Jason. Uh, yeah, Jason. I almost did it again. Jason Black. Jesus, come on, Brandon. Come on. Um, I'm available on Stitcher, Amazon, Radio Public, Google, Apple, Spotify, and Anchor. Thank you, Anchor, for sponsoring the podcast as well. Um, go there for all your podcasting needs. Um. Also available video form on Spotify. If you like what you've heard, spread the good word. Let everybody know kind of what's going on. If you feel so inclined, like, share, support, subscribe. I know I got a new subscribe the other day. Um, good buddy of mine reached out. Hadn't talked to him since uh, Bear Burger closed, my good buddy Robbie. So that was that was cool to kind of message back and forth. Like I said, I hadn't talked to him for, Jesus, over two years now. Just because, you know, one, COVID. I didn't even know if he stayed in uh, Columbus or not. I do remember uh, the day I got my piano, I, I saw him um, riding a skateboard uh, in the short north. My buddy Jake used to live down that way, and he was helping me get the uh, the piano loaded up. And uh, we were leaving to go get it, uh, to drive out to where it was. Uh, I think it was like, I can't remember what it is, Sterling or something like that, Mount Sterling. And we're heading that way, we're in the short north, we're trying to get to like the ramp to get on like the 270 or 670, whatever the fuck it is, 670 I think. And uh, I look over, and there's Robbie riding his skateboard. I hadn't seen him for, like, months. I didn't say anything, you know, because, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not one of those douchebags who, like, yells at a car door. It's going to stop traffic to talk to somebody on the street, like some fucking idiots out there. Uh, nah. But I messaged uh, our boss, uh, Nick, after I saw him in the short north. and was, hey, man, I saw Robbie today. Looked like a bitch. <laughs> oh, man. Good times. I liked Robbie. Good guy. Good guy, great guy. Wonderful guy. Uh, probably have him on the podcast at some point down the road. I think we're 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 getting there. We're getting there. I just got to get that first one scheduled, and I think from there, I think Wednesday is going to be reserved for the interview. The interview or not interview? I'm not sure. I'm going to interview the uh, guest podcast. So like Sunday night, we'll have like the five songs and all that fun stuff, where it's mostly me centric. Wednesday, I'll start having guests. Maybe not every single week, but maybe every two weeks or something like that. As I just kind of run through people and maybe get other people on. I said, I know I said something the other night about uh, maybe throwing some shit at the wall and seeing if I can get somebody that I, you know, like a, to me, a celebrity. You know, maybe you don't know who they are. And frankly, I don't care if you don't know who they are. Excuse me. Ooh, that's some 
Latin food today for lunch. Now it's not sitting with me. My apologies. Uh, yeah, but like celebrities to me, people I look up to, maybe see if I can get somebody like that on the show. I think it would be pretty freaking cool. Um, but you never know. I, I haven't tried yet still. Uh, what is going on in the world of Brandon? I haven't done absolutely anything today. I've been watching a lot of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia this week. I fucking love that show so much. Um, I prefer it to Seinfeld. I know that's like the whole thing is like the marketing in the early seasons, like it's Seinfeld on crack. And it kind of is because, you know, it's, you know, they're all kind of shitheads. <laughs> but like the difference is like, I think like Seinfeld, they kind of come out ahead a lot of the time still. Like, you know, they never really have that bad of consequences for their actions. What like, you know, Jerry treats his, you know, his girlfriend or whatever, like, like breaks up with her for zero fucking reason outside of like just being a narcissist. But yeah, he always just has a new girlfriend in the next episode. And same thing like Elaine, you know, George is a complete piece of shit. <laughs> but, you know, he always kind of ends up out ahead. Uh, but then, um, yeah, but then, like, it's always sunny. They do, like, horrible things, but it always makes them worse. They're always worse off. They think they're doing some great things uh, or, like, they're doing, like, the right thing, even though it's, like, horrible. But they always are wrong, and it always ends up blowing up in their face. Uh, and I like just how, how fucking horrible they are to each other. Like, they aren't friends. They are just people who are stuck together. It's great. Like, I watched the episode today where um, Dee's just had it. It's like Dee's given up on everything. So, um, she apparently goes and open mic, and, like, you know, since she doesn't give a shit, like, everybody starts laughing and thinks she's great. I got, like, I scratched myself on the fucking nose, and I'm just noticing it right now. If you're on the video form, that's why I keep rubbing it. Because I think it's, I can't tell if it's on, yeah. Yeah, it's there. I don't know what I did. Whatever. It's not bleeding, thank God. Um... Now, but D has given up on everything. She's done. So then she starts becoming successful because of that. Like, the joke's on me. The joke's on D. And uh, <laughs> she gets to the end, and she thinks she's going on Conan O'Brien's show. And she opens the curtain, and it turns out they they <laughs> they were just fucking with her. They paid off all these people to make her seem, seem like she was very successful because they think that will drag her out of her depression. <laughs> it's a trigger into thinking she's successful. <laughs> And she just, like, loses her mind. And then, like, the subplot is, like, you know, Dennis can't handle the fact that, you know, D's successful and he's, like, kind of a failure in life. And he's kind of being confronted with that, so he can't handle it. And then at the end, uh, like, you know, he's finally, you know, given in to the idea, you know, he could be happy for D. And, like, you know, he he wants to be with her. Or, like, kind of, like, wants to, you know, support her for once. And, like, she rejects him. And he's just in a complete meltdown at the end. It's like, oh, you know, I, I knew about the whole time. It's like, we didn't tell him. He, he didn't know. It's like, I knew when I, I knew when I didn't. I knew when I didn't. <laughs> it's the best. Absolutely wonderful. You got Fat Season Mac. Uh, it's just, uh, like, and it's just same thing kind of like a, in the same also vein with Seinfeld. Like, Seinfeld had some absolutely wonderful episodes towards the end of the show. It wasn't, like, in a steep decline, like, by, like, season nine. You know what I mean? It was still an absolutely wonderful show when Seinfeld went off the air. Like, It's Always Sunny's been on for like 15 seasons. That's absolutely unreal for a, like, kind of a sitcom. Like, a, you know, that's insane. And, I mean, I still think like the best season might be like season 11, season 12. That's incredible to be that deep into it and have like, that might be the best season. I'm trying to think, that's the season with like, um, the suburbs. If I'm thinking correctly, that's also the water park season. No, 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 I'm, I've got that backwards. There's the water park, there's the episode where D hooks up with a soldier, and he says, like, she is, like, his, like, rock bottom. So he, <laughs> but she, oh, God, D is so horrible. She makes him uh, dance for another show, and she brings his, like, estranged daughter and makes him dance on her, 
before they realize they turn the lights on and like he has a meltdown. And he's like, he's like, yeah, that's your rock bottom, bitch. <laughs> he is so horrible. Even like acknowledging that's uh, that that was pretty dark. Yeah. The Wade Boggs episode. There's so many just great episodes of Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and they're like they're consistently spread out to you. Like you could talk to anybody, and there's just you know maybe their episodes Nightman, maybe their favorite episodes Charlie Work, maybe their favorite episodes the episode where Dennis accidentally spills the bowl of uh, cereal in the car because Frank drives into him. <laughs> That's a great episode, but like. And I also like it's also wonderful that the 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 game the Charlie McDennis episode where they literally put Danny DeVito, you know, who is a wonderful director, wonderful actor, one like you know, like probably a step below legend in terms of like Hollywood and stuff like that, but you know is a very well respected member of Hollywood. They put him in a fucking dog crate, called him a dog, and threw beer in his face. <laughs> Oh, it's a great episode. And then the Christmas episode where he has to climb out. He climbs out of the sofa butt-ass naked. Like, the fact that Danny DeVito is so committed to that character makes it just absolutely, like, another level. Uh, I cannot recommend It's Always Sunny enough to certain people. There's certain people I know will fucking hate it. But It's Always Sunny is absolutely wonderful. Uh, Still haven't gotten farther in my Lost Rewatch. That's what I'm probably going to do when I get done recording today. Probably watch uh, two or three episodes, so I'll probably watch what is, where am I at? Yeah, whatever the case may be. Hearts of Mine is special. I think that's the three episodes I got lined up tonight. I'm trying to think what happens after that. What is after that? It's probably when Claire comes back, so it's probably Homecoming. Which is a Charlie episode. That's where he pukes on the copier. That's right, man. If I'm dead, if I'm right about that, I'm such a fucking nerd. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. It's been a week. I've got a. I've, I've worked a lot. This is my only day off this week. I've worked in six days. I go open to close the next three. So you know, I've just. I was going to go to Portsmouth today, maybe record down there. But I also I just found out that Anchor doesn't. You can't record like more than half hour long episodes with Anchor, like through the actual Anchor app, which is fine. You know. You know, I use Riverside to then upload to Anchor, which I've been having that trouble. They were supposed to tell me about that. I haven't checked it. Man, I'm so far behind on anything that's not work-related. I'm so far behind on. I've got to get cleaned up again. I'm so fucking messy. But then again, so is Da Vinci. So I got that going for me. I'm like, I'm the modern-day Leonardo Da Vinci. (laughs) No, I'm not. Oh, man. Ugh. Hey, I'm so far behind on certain things. Like, cataloging the records, I just realized that. Like, I've I've had, like, Welcome to Club 13 and that Camp Cope record for, like, over two months now. Maybe two months. And I, I haven't cataloged them. I've got the new um, Craig Finn. And I'm now, like, 99.9% sure I did not order the John Moreland record. Because it still hasn't shown up yet. And I'm seeing other people post it. So I'm like, okay. So I think it's out. And I did not. And I'm starting to, like, having, like, the memory starting to come back to me where, I'm like, I went to order it, but I was a little bit short on money that week. Like, had a couple, like, checks that weren't great. I'm like, okay, we know. It's still, like, six weeks away. All I got to do is, you know, I'll have a good check coming in, and I'll buy it then. But I think when I got to that point, I thought I bought it. And now I don't have the new John Moreland record still, which is a great record, by the way. Pick it up if you can. Pick it up. You should. Don't just listen to it on Spotify. Actually buy the record. Buy some form of physical copy of it or a digital copy. Get the money to the artist. Don't just fuck them over by listening to Spotify. I mean, yeah, I listen to Spotify all the time. But, you know, I own goddamn 300 
340 fucking records here. I'm not quite at 340, I don't think. Maybe like 320, 325? I can't remember anymore. Uh, I am behind on that. And then I've been listening to Tom Waits like crazy now this week, and I really want to get a few other records. I've got, um, oh, I thought of it too fast. I've got Real Gone. I've got, you know, Heart of a Saturday Night. But I've got Loose Change. And I feel like I've got one more. I think I have four Tom Waits records. I need lights on in here. Why don't I have lights on? It's kind of getting kind of a little dark out. Not really that dark. Whatever. Whatever. Get back into it. Yeah, but I've listened to a lot of Tom Waits. I want. I need to get Mule Variations. That's like the one record I really want. It's got like Hold On. It's got Pony. It's got uh, Cold Water, which I fucking love. Cold Water. That's a great rec- That's a great. That's a great track. Wonderful track. Then I need to get into like you know. Then I've got the Brain Dogs. That's a great record as well. All of his records are great. All of them. So I need to get on that. I'm still meaning to buy the band, like get into like the band's actual records. I haven't done that. Uh, I'm so far behind on certain bands and getting their shit. Uh, I feel like I'm missing something. I feel like somebody just had a birthday, but I don't remember who. So my apologies to you. Uh, what's going on in the world of Brandon? Let's see. Next week is Hell is Real Part Two in Cincinnati. Going to go hang out with my good buddy Justin, my good buddy Jr., and a couple other people. I think it's like Jr.'s sister Megan. Great, great girl, good, good girl, great girl, wonderful woman. I haven't talked to her in years, so hopefully she still is. So uh, that's that's her challenge: is to prove to me she's still wonderful. <laughs> uh, should be a good time. Good time. I could go to Cincinnati. You know, see you know. See how second-rate that stadium really is. You know, because it is for a second-rate franchise. <laughs> and fucking Liverpool the other day. Still not playing well. Darwin got himself a red card. <sighs> Fell for the fucking, you know, shithousery. Anderson. And I know that there was, like, reports Anderson was getting... Uh, Joaquin Anderson. I think that's who was in- embroiled in it, if I'm thinking correctly. Crystal Palace was getting death threats. Anytime that's happening, 99% of the time, it is not the actual... Like, it's not... It's not Liverpool fans doing it to him. It's Man United, Man City, all the other teams' fans doing it to him, acting as if they're Liverpool fans, just to get the negative publicity and the banter, you know, since it's so funny now, the banter and the memes. But, you know, I'm not saying Liverpool fans don't do that. We do it like there's probably those shitheads that do it when something happens to, like, a Man United player or something like that. That's when the Liverpool fans actually do it. It's just, it's all banter and bullshit now. I'm so fucking sick of it. I do know uh, we play Man United on Monday. Why? Why are we playing them? On, why are we playing back-to-back fucking Mondays? Like, I get it. NBC wants the big game on Monday or whatever the fuck. But Jesus Christ, that is a that should be Sunday morning, noon over there, so 7.30 here. That's what time that game should be played. It's your marquee matchup. You know, put it 7.30 in the morning on Sunday over here. Noon over there. It used to be like it wasn't even allowed to be played. Any other time but noon to keep the fans from getting drunk and all the fights that break out because that's still the biggest like rivalry in England is Liverpool Man United. Like in terms of pure footballing, and right now it's Liverpool Man City without a doubt. Um, but in terms of actual like the history behind it and then the actual ferocity of the games, it's still Man United Liverpool. I still am so made up when we fucking like last year when we beat them nine nil aggregate over two legs. Shit, shoot that shit in my veins, man. And they have been horrible so far this season. 
which we're like we're kind of we're a bit unfortunate to only have two draws so far this season. Like, you know, like, I guess we had the highest expected goals, which, you know, that's kind of a flawed stat anyway. So we have been playing well. We just haven't got the results just yet. And it's two games in. Like, some people are having goddamn meltdowns. We were fucking, like, 13, 14 points off the fucking pace last year and ended up one point behind. I think we can overturn a four-point deficit. You know what I mean? Like, just calm the fuck down. Louis Diaz scored a fucking worldie the other day, man. That guy, like, once he... Once the, like... If his, uh, you know, goal scoring can, like, catch halfway up to the rest of his footballing ability, the guy's going to be a fucking monster. Like, just, just calm the fuck down. Like, you know, it's two games. And also, at the same point, the people who are really freaking out are the people who have been Liverpool fans for, like, three years. Because, you know, me, I have been through the worst of... I have not been through the absolute worst of times of Liverpool. You know, like, Hillsborough and that shit. You know, because I wasn't alive for it. But, you know, in terms of, like, footballing, like I said, I literally came in, like, I decided to be a Liverpool fan during the worst period of footballing in Liverpool's, like, history. Modern history, at least. Since Shankly took over. You know? So, like, you know, I've been, I, I watched this sign Mario Balotelli and expect him to replace Luis Suarez. I watched that fucking happen. And had to convince myself that it was going to happen. I had to try to convince myself that Balotelli was going to work out or Fabio Barini was going to become a great striker. I had to do that, so calm the fuck down. You know, it's not December, it's not January, you know, it's not late in the season where we're starting to bottle it or some shit. It's fucking two games, it's August. Calm the fuck down, the injuries will subside. You know, last year we didn't have any injuries, right now we're just, you know, we're ravaged with injuries. I mean, it's like Nabi, we've got Matip, we've got Yota, we've got uh, Bobby's hurt, Bobby Dazzler, Bobby Firmino. We've got, uh, you know, Ox is hurt. I've already said Nabi, Tiago. But then Konate's hurt. Like, I mean, we've got a lot of injuries so far this season. And it's probably down to playing 60-some games last year with that high intensity. You know, so it's just, right now we're just, we just need to ride out the storm. We're going to be just fine. We don't need to panic buy some $100 million guy that's not going to fucking fit. I don't need another goddamn Andy Carroll situation of a $35 million guy walking in the door who's worth... You know, a third of that, maybe. <laughs> you know, I don't need that shit. I just watched the Sunderland till I die, like um, the thing on Netflix. I just rewatched it, and them like just losing their mind for Will Grigg. Like, that's. Just, I mean, to be fair, if you actually, I mean, I'm getting pretty deep inside baseball here with talking about Will Grigg when he played at Sunderland. That looked like a great. That looked like a deal that they should be making. You know, yeah, they overpaid for him, but whatever. But. Because he was a guy who definitely could score at the level they were at at that point, League One. And then they screwed it up, but yeah. It's... It was, that, that documentary is okay. I liked a lot of the fans. You know, you felt for the fans because the ones that they kind of consistently kind of checked in on. Um, there's a couple of them I really, really enjoyed. I'm like, I'd love to have, you know, kind of sit down in some form of like pub atmosphere or something like that and just talk to that guy about football and, you know, being a Sunderland fan and stuff like that. But overall, like, yeah... Definitely from the first season to the second season, obviously there's a change in ownership, so there's kind of a change in direction of show. You know, the first season is a little bit more about the players and the training and kind of like their expectations. The second one goes a little bit more into like the actual backroom ownership and all that fun stuff. And eh. and like, the guys who bought it for in between season for season at the end of season one and own it through season two are gone now. They just got promotion back to the championship this past year. So good for them, I guess. Good for the like those people that were on there that were fans. Good for them. 
They seem like good people. Good people. Tough people up there. Then uh, other sports news. I guess we had um, Portsmouth 1 over Cambridge 4-1. So that's good. Haven't lost yet. That was the first goal we've, uh, that Portsmouth's conceded so far this season. You know, maybe looking at a promotion push back to the championship. And then Preston drew 0-0 yesterday. Right? Was it yes? I think it was yesterday. So, you know. I'd be happy with Preston being like, you know, mid-table 10, maybe pushing for playoffs. That'd be kind of cool. I don't know. You know what I mean? I'm not too deep into them yet. Don't know too much about, like, kind of what the expectations truly are. I know um, in that Sunderland Until I Die, Portsmouth was pushing playoffs then. Uh, they were in the playoffs with Sunderland. So, and they won the, what they called it, the Check a Trade Trophy. <laughs> There's so many stupid fucking names on trophies now. The sponsorship trophies. Jesus. It's like here in America with all the fucking stadiums. Like, get the fuck out of here with them. They're so stupid. The only one that really works is Great American Ballpark. Like, that one works. Because, you know, Great American Bank, they just make a Great American Ballpark. That worked. The rest of them are fucking garbage. Like, Progressive Field, get the fuck out of here. That's Jacob's Field. It's the Jake. Get the fuck out. Heinz Field, you know what I mean? Like, I know I guess Heinz is like a ketchup company, but get the fuck out of here. It's a Pittsburgh thing. Um, yeah, just like, uh, what now the... Bengal Stadium is the Paycor Stadium or some shit. Like, God, it's so stupid. They don't sound good. They're all trash. I mean, you know, at least we still got Fenway Park and Wrigley Field, Yankee Stadium, um, Dodger Stadium. You know, those are iconic in, like, their ways because they're named that. Nobody's going to fucking think of fucking Paycor Stadium and think iconic stadium. You know what I mean? It's just, nah, it's just, we get to make more money, man. We get to dilute the product and make more money, man. Ugh, I'm sick of it. And then I also watched the uh, Manti Teo thing yesterday. I forgot so much I, how fucking crazy that was. I kind of forgot how crazy that was. You got this kid, his grandmother, because I, I forgot the whole thing that his grandmother and his girlfriend supposedly died on the same day. I forgot that they supposedly died on the same day. I thought for some reason, like, his grandmother died, then his girlfriend died a couple weeks later, a month later, or, like, six months later, or something like that. That's what I thought. I forgot that it was a same-day thing. Oh, man. <laughs> it was insane at the time. Like, I just remember, because it really was, like, this really inspirational thing. You know, you got this young kid, young college kid, his grandmother dies, his girlfriend dies the same day, and then he plays his fucking ass off, and... Plays a has an incredible season. He really does. I know one guy, the 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 writer for Deadspin, tried to say that he didn't really play well enough to make like uh, the Heisman finalist. He kind of did. He really did play well enough to be in that Heisman discussion because like you know Notre Dame was undefeated. He like they were like the number. I think they were like number one defense that year. Like he was the leader. He was like the star of that whole defense, and he played out of his fucking mind. He really kind of was. Um, he should have been in that Heisman discussion now. Did he get more votes because of a story? Probably. But he definitely deserved to be in the conversation. And I completely forgot that Colin... What was not Colin? What was it? Colin Klein from Kansas State was the other finalist that year. I completely forgot that motherfucker existed. He was like kind of that... He had that awkward throwing motion. He was like the Tim Tebow of the Big 12 or some stupid shit. I completely forgot he existed. Because they showed like the Heisman thing with him. And I'm like, who the fuck's that third guy? Because Johnny Football won it. Johnny Manziel. I'm like, who's the third guy? Who is that? I went and looked up Colin Klein. I was like, oh, shit. I forgot all about that guy. <laughs> Completely forgot he existed. Like, you know, Kansas State, like, he was just, like, 
you know, he wasn't a great thrower. He ran really well. I don't know. It was one of the, I completely forgot about him. It was like him, and there was that little kid, uh, Todd Reesing from Kansas a few years before that. Like, I randomly ran. I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that little gunslinger. Um, no, but like just watching it and then like the dead spin thing, uh, talking about it. Cause you know, obviously the being 2012, it was still like such a big fucking deal that a football player possibly could be gay, which, you know, that's not what the case was. It was just got catfished, which I think they gave, they were a little too easy on Manti in the, uh, in the Netflix doc because catfishing was a thing already by then. They tried to act like catfishing wasn't a thing yet. That was like kind of like the first anybody had ever heard of it. Catfishing was a thing by 2000, like, what was it, 2012, 2012, 2013? That was a thing already. It was like 2009 when catfishing started. Or I think that's when that, like, the MTV show kind of came out, which I never watched, but I knew what catfishing was. So, I don't know. Like, I feel like they kind of just took that as a word. Like, oh, nobody knew what catfishing was. Um, I'm pretty sure we did. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, but it's like, and then, you know, because, like, the Deadspin guy was like, the story should have been all the, excuse me, I just burped into the microphone like a fucking heathen. Jeez, that's Brandon. Um, now the story should have been that all these major sports, like, publications didn't fact-check anything. Because, like, all they had to do is, like, do, they did a few Google searches or whatever, and it's like, the only way you could find anything about the girlfriend was stories related to her death in regards to, like, Manti Teo's story. Like, that was the only way you could find anything. And, like, it was just, uh it was, I completely forgot all about how wild it got. Like, uh, when it broke, and just saying, like, what the fuck? Are you kidding me? This guy's girlfriend didn't exist, so you actually think he's in on it, and it's like, he never met the chick? What the fuck is going on here? I even think it's like there's because even like I remember at the time I thought he had to definitely be in on it because there's no way you're the starting middle linebacker at fucking Notre Dame football on a team that's 12 and 0 and you have to date a girl you've never actually physically met before that's why I always thought he was in on it you know to help push his career that's why I always thought that I don't think he actually was in on at least the way they kind of presented it um the the um woman who uh, perpetrated it. Oh, I can't remember the name. Renaya. She really, she was like, you know, she did all of it. She was like, you know, and then they showed like the video, like then of course the fucking, I forgot Dr. Phil got involved, so thank God for that. Man, fuck that guy. You know, America could be so much better off without those two goddamn doctors like Dr. Phil and Dr. Oz. Both of them go fuck off. Fuck off and get on a Freightliner that sinks, man. Get off the fucking planet, please. <laughs> <laughs> Either one are fucking worth a goddamn thing. Um, nah, I lost my train of thought. But yeah, he got involved and it showed Renaya do the voices. And that was just mind-boggling. Because there's like, oh, there's no way you could you knew. And then like they played the actual voicemails. They're like, holy shit. Because obviously Renaya is a trans woman um, now. So, you know, sounds much more feminine now. At the time was male. And like... He sounded spot on for a woman. I was like, yeah, you know what? If I got a voicemail from somebody like that, I would expect I was talking to a, a, a you know, actual female. A, you know, a, I don't even know how to say it without sounding like a fucking douche. Um, so, like, yeah, it was it was so fascinating kind of to get reminded about that whole story. Because uh, uh, I just remember how huge it really was at the time. 
Like, that had to have transcended sports. It's just kind of like, you want to hear this crazy fucked up story? This guy, you know, got, you know, took his career to the next level because his girlfriend and his grandma died in the same day. And it turns out, girlfriend didn't fucking exist. <laughs> like, that's insane. You know, I guess we kind of could take credit for, like, a little, take it for uh, granted now, I guess, because catfishing is not, I guess, you know, such a common thing. You know, you still get it all the time on fucking Twitter. I still get, you know, I you get that now. People, like, basically ping cell phone numbers and text. I got this text message a couple weeks ago from, it's like, oh, hey, Jeremy, this is Alex from the party last night. You gave me your number. You know, how are you? So, you know, I'm like, eh, could be an honest mistake. So I just send back, you know, hey. And he's like, ah, wrong number. And then they send back, oh, last night was so crazy. I'm still recovering. And then they send me a nude pic. I'm like, hmm, I guess he didn't read my fucking message here. <laughs> and then there's like, oh, it's like, oh, I guess this is the wrong number. I'm sorry. So what are you doing? I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Who falls for this? Who the fuck falls for that? Like, oh man, old people probably, old people who have never been experienced to it. That's why I, you know, the scammers today, like you know, the people call and say, you know, oh, the FBI is about to raid your home unless you pay us a hundred dollars or some shit. <laughs> like people fall for that. That's mind boggling. It's like, uh, what, Michael Scott falling for the Prince of Nigeria stuff in the office. <laughs> I think multiple times, uh, if I remember correctly. Uh, no, but I still remember, like, the uh, first time you encountered, like, a catfish attempt, like some random hot chick, like, friends you on Facebook. You're like, I don't know who this is. Who is this? And so you're like, kind of looking through. And like no common friends, and he start he starts hitting on, and then it finally like hits you like, oh, this person isn't real. This probably, person probably gonna send me a message and say, hey, come check out my photos at this place. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know, man. It was a good watch though. I I liked it. Uh, what's it called? Untold or something like that. They got a Tim Donaghy, the uh, the basketball official who bet on a whole bunch of games and stuff like that, and kind of uh, was like the whistleblower and a lot of stuff. I know they got one about him coming. I watched that one with um, that minor league hockey team that was owned by the real-life Tony Soprano and had his, like, 17-year-old, 18-year-old son running the team. That was a kind of fun watch. Uh, It was a good time. Good time. Good episodes. So, I think I'm going to try to get out of here tonight. Like I said, I didn't have a whole lot planned. Did I talk about everything I needed to talk about still? Let me... Yeah, really, that's all I really had planned. Like I said, I've been working so much this week. Um, God, come on. All over the place here. Um, Working so much this week. Didn't have a lot of time to prep this episode because today has been all about just kind of resting and just kind of, you know, taking care of myself. Like I said, I ate some good Latin food. had some good... um, I drank the rest of my boiling soda. That black cherry is the shit, man. Not sponsoring the episode, but my god, good stuff there. Yeah, like their cream sodas and all that are fucking outstanding. Didn't really care for like their Shirley Temple. I got like a little assortment pack. It was fun. It's fun time, good times. Um, so let's jump into the Springsteen song of the week. This song is off 1982's Nebraska, song number four. Song about a guy who kind of uh, runs into the law in the wrong way, and uh, kind of. Rex's life, but you know, there's some underlying factors of what put him in that situation, which I think um, that's what you always have to look at with these guys who kind of lose it and get into these situations. Like, what put him there? You know what I mean? What put him in that situation? This one, the bank was going to foreclose on his house, man. 
uh, you know, went looking for jobs and he couldn't find none. This is Johnny 99, like I said, off Nebraska, 1982, one of my favorite Springsteen tracks. I love the little... <laughs> I like the live version too. I really like how the guitar, like the, the acoustic guitar kind of builds in volume throughout the whole verse. And like, it's like, it's not changing pace, but it kind of feels like it is because of the way it's kind of played. I don't know. the fucking harmonica in this song so much absolutely oh man harmonica is such an underappreciated instrument it can just take a song to another level especially acoustic like songs and stuff like that uh, but yeah I absolutely love Johnny 99 I love Nebraska you know there's no reason not to love Nebraska the balls that Springsteen had to make this record because you know he was one of the biggest things in music at that point Absolutely a wonderful song by Bruce there. Like I said, kind of, uh, I like how Johnny99 there puts uh, society on trial at his own. You know, it's a little bit more about, like, what put that gun in my hand. It's more about, you know, the bank taking my house away, but, you know, nobody providing jobs for me to be able to pay off all this stuff that they, you know, force onto you. I don't know. Absolutely wonderful song. The live compilation version, the 75 to 85 version, is um, absolutely incredible, too. Uh, Bruce's voice on that one is fucking pretty goddamn radtatical. <laughs> I said radtatical. Uh but yeah, that's great. And uh, man, the balls that make Nebraska is just 
the cojones to make Nebraska. You know, like I said, the guy was monstrous with E Street behind him. He says, no, nah, I'm just going to make an acoustic record, which is just me. And it's just, man, it's, oh, man. There's plenty of days where I think this is the second best Springsteen record. And I think I picked Johnny 99 because I just love Johnny 99. It's a great song. It's not even the best song on this record. You've got Atlantic City. You've got the title track. You've got Mansion on a Hill. You've got Used Cars. You've got My Father's House. Uh, it, the Highway Patrolman, like, fucking stop. It's just incredible how great this record was. Um, it's one of my favorites to kind of put on, especially when we kind of get a little bit later in the year, starts cooling down a little bit. You get in kind of like that October weather, the leaves start changing colors. You throw that on. I put my lights on it like on the fucking red, and I just kind of, I kind of uh, lose myself in this record, man. Yeah. But I think I'm going to go ahead and let you go tonight. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in once again. If you are enjoying what you heard, spread the good word. I am rhyming like crazy right now. Uh, this is Monster Eight the Pilot. I am Brandon, the host. I'm available on Stitcher, Amazon, Radio Public, Google, Apple, Radio... Uh, said it too fast. Apple, Google, Spotify, and Anchor. Available video form on Spotify. Uh, like I said, like, share, subscribe, support. If you are so inclined, um, see how far we could take this thing. I'll be back Sunday with the five songs of the week. I think I've already got them pretty much narrowed down. And then I'll talk about some other things. Like I said, I'm worried. We are inching closer. I, keep, I know I've been saying like guests for like, well, we're not gonna have some 23 for like the last 20 episodes, but we're getting pretty freaking close to them. I, you know, I just gotta get it. I get a new soundboard coming in on, I think Friday, um, cause I, cause I finally figured out some of the problems with not not so much like the box I got the Scarlet like the Focus right. It's pretty good, pretty good starting out. All that stuff. Um, just what I've got is the two-channel one, and I just, it doesn't fit my needs. Because at least what I'm using to record music with needs another plug-in, basically. And I think that's why the music kind of sounds underwater at times. And then um, I know I can only plug in one thing, so I think the left and rights get screwed up. Because I really noticed it when I played... Um, Hoist That Rag by Tom Waits the other night. You really couldn't hear the guitar at all. And... The guitar is pretty prevalent when you listen to that song. So, like, you know, I, it came down to just the left and rights are a little bit screwed up because I can't plug in without unplugging the microphone. And then what's the point of having a goddamn podcast without a goddamn microphone? Come on. So I think this new soundboard's going to fix that stuff. I hope. Maybe bring in a good buddy of mine who just moved back to Columbus before I have him on the show at some point because he's going to be on the fucking show. I don't care if he doesn't think he's interesting or not. Um, but he's, he knows sound stuff, so maybe... We can help get me figured out on that. Hopefully I've got the room for it. I don't have a lot of room on this. I've got one. I just need to get rid of all these goddamn candles. You know, I have candles like fucking crazy, man. I have, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, I've got ten candles sitting here. I love candles. I, I understand that. But, you know, I've got I've got plenty of other room to put the goddamn candles. Maybe I should just clean it up. You never know. Whatever. I'll let you go. This has been the Wednesday edition of Monster Eight the Pilot. I am Brandon, the host. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for understanding. I will see you on Sunday. Peace on out of here. I'm not sure why I did that. I do apologize. <laughs>